FMX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Southwick Review. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. All about the wick and what went down there. We're going to review all of that with Weege and, uh, and JT. Again, thank you for uh, supporting Fly Racing over the years. They've got some exciting news coming down the line that you're going to hear about as well. Fly Racing USA on social media, whether it's RJ Hampshire, which that Hymas guy before he, he got injured. Jose Boutron killed it this weekend. Justin Brayton over in World Supercross. Dino as well. FlyRacing.com, man. Check it out your local dealer. Go to Motorsport.com for more information on everything that those guys have. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Formula Helmet, amazing. Tech, check out the technology. Read all about it on their website, which, by the way, all new website. And you'll be excited to see the things that I've seen wearing the Formula Helmet. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Rental and Maxxis as well. Uh, MaxxisShop.Maxxis.com. Tires for your motorcycle. Tires for your light truck, tra- light truck for your trailer. For your UTV, they do great in the UTV world. Mountain bike as well, Maxxis.com. they got new dirt bike tires, researched, developed by Jeremy McGrath. And uh, please check those, those guys out. they got a paddle tire now as well. And Renthal, Renthal.com, Monster Energy Kawasaki, Red Bull KTM with Tom Vial winning this weekend. Uh, Jet Lawrence as well, using a uh, Renthal product. Sprockets, bars, grips, chains. All of it, uh, Renthal.com. they got a dealer locator uh, or a, dealer, a bar inventory locator for the U.S. on their website. More championships than all the other brands combined. A lot of weekends, they sweep the, the USA Nationals. They sweep the MXGP Series. They sweep the Canadian Series. Yeah, the guys at Renthal know what they're doing. Great stuff, great products, and uh, they'll have you dialed in, man. And they brought back the uh, cloth bar, cloth uh, bar pads for the vintage guys. Super cool of them to do that. Renthal.com. We'll tell you more about Cobolinks and um, um, Motorsport.com later on in the show. I have some coffee here. I need some coffee before I dive into this podcast. Been a rough weekend. I'll pull together though. I promise. I watched all four motos of the Wick, so I'm uh, I'm up to I'm up to date on it. All right, let's get into it, shall we? All right, everybody. Uh, time to talk some Southwick with uh, two of the uh, gentlemen that were actually at the race this past weekend at the Sands of Southwick. I, I really wish I could have been at Southwick. I, I got to get there, but uh, um, I got to get there again. Um, but for now, uh, it's the voice of motocross series, the man bringing you all the information. The man giving you all of the facts, figures, starring on the TV show, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? 
Not much, man. I'm uh, I'm back from Southwick, and I thought I was coming home to escape the heat and humidity of Southwick, but it's like 102 here today. So just more heat. Heat yesterday, mm-hmm. and then more heat today. I feel like I live in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. So yeah. there's that. It's really, really hot here. Really, I bet. really hot. I bet. And and then there's then there's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weech? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the build up. The build up was amazing. I know. It was amazing. Yeah. Our uh, buddy, uh, our, actually, I'm good here because uh, my buddy, uh, our, our buddy Jeremy Malot's like, that's probably the, the most per word you've ever been paid. I mean, it was really like, we got Stu and RC. Have at it, boys. I'll yeah. Be sitting over here. And even even yeah. even JT and Will, it was it was a very busy broadcast. I watched it back, you know, twice now. I watched a little bit of it well, during a pool. So, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the final 450 moto, we had issues with the lightning, with lightning. So, our audio didn't work at all for the final 450 moto so you didn't hear from us at all during the 450 moto like none zero it was just the booth um because of the weather Mm. situation yeah never even noticed it really yeah that's funny um well lots to get into uh first of all though any jojo sightings leach uh, I did not hear or see JoJo. This year I brought my kids, so I couldn't do my annual visits into the VFW Hall bar uh, across track. I usually go there Friday and Saturday. Yep. I didn't make it in. That's usually where I see JoJo. So I'm sure JoJo was there. I just wasn't in yeah. the places. And no. it is a bummer because that is a tradition. Yeah, he texted me and said, you'll never guess. I'm just sitting by the fence, and I'm sitting next to Tommy Tender's dad. What a great guy. So he texted me. Actually, good point. I'm glad you reminded me of that. I hung out with Tommy Tender's dad after the race, and he was thrilled. Yes, his day was made for two reasons. When Vial, Tommy Tender's dad is French. He's from France. Yep. When Vial oh. came across the finish, if you watch closely, when Vial crosses the finish line, you can see Tommy Tender's dad going nuts on the fence. <laughs> okay. You can see it on TV. Yep. Yes, holding his hat up, and then he got to meet JoJo. So I forgot. There was a JoJo sighting um, secondhand. Yeah. And it really made his weekend. Okay. And then also... Is, jo- it, is uh, his dad bald? Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 Uh, this guy, I'm watching the highlights right now, and there's a bald guy with a hat just losing his mind when the all comes off. I just didn't know if that was him. Yeah. I I believe, it is. is it like a tan, like cowboyish type hat or something like that? Uh, it's, like a, it's like a straw hat yep. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's, that's, that's okay. it. Yep. That's, that's yeah. Mr. Tenders. I literally was watching it as that happened. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Tommy Tenders. That's Mr. Tenders. Yeah, Mr. Tenders, who told me that he was a fan of mine even before his kid knew anything about what I was doing. Like, he basically was like, you know, I had been listening to you for a long time. I love it, even when Tommy didn't know anything about you. I'm like, okay, Was he cool. pissed about the 17K? No, he's okay with it. He thought it was great. Okay. Him, and his mo- <laughs> him and his mom were both re- they're really great people, and, and they thought it was hilarious that their son fell for that. Um, also, there's a guy named Gert Kestikoff who raced. Nope. Kestikoff. Krestinoff, nope. whatever, and there you go. JoJo and Jim Hawley had something to do with him getting there. So that's also a, an update as well for JoJo. So, so this guy, Gert Krestinoff, yep. he and I battled to the death in Estonia in 2011. So he, just, just for context, he's not that 34. that matters at all. Yeah, he's 34 yep. years old. Right, yeah. Yep. So I raced – the only time I've ever been to Estonia, I raced there, and I didn't even know who he was. And, I'm, I mean, this guy and I, like – it was like for the Supercross Championship what went on between he and I, and I've just kind of, you know, followed him ever since. Right. We, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I was cheering for him yesterday. We'll get more into it. But, yeah, Jim Hawley and JoJo, still working it. Fantastic. So um, – Well, Hawley was known primarily for the riders out of Japan, but he did have an Estonian period as well yes. with uh, Juice. Yeah. The Juice. Juice Lansu. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so somehow Gert 
made it over uh, with assistance of uh, Jim and JoJo and probably other people as well. Um, Doug Henry, KJ, Dowdy, any any sightings? Any any Wick sightings? Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw all of them. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Great. Great to great to see those guys. I actually didn't see Doug. I didn't see Doug, but I, I, I did hang out with Doug down in front. Oh, he did. Okay. Cool. Doug was down by uh, the starting line most of the time. I see. I see. Uh, Friday, I hung out with KJ and Dowdy a little bit though. Oh yeah. I mean, it's Southwick. Steve, yeah. you're missing out, man. I know. No, I know. Listen, I, I get it, and, and I love those guys, and, and and you know, despite my slander of Doug Henry in the latest three raceables, I still like Doug. You know. Um, so yeah, I I just I'm bitter at that one one uh, one year at Southwick, but hey, JTs have said that one year Dow crashed and it no cost, Henry and Timmy Henry, had, Tim, Henry Henry he, sorry Henry crashed and Timmy had nowhere to go and it ruined Timmy's chance for a podium. Oh, Steve's very upset. Uh, yeah, it's it's the the grudge that will never go away that really had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's a great guy. Just shouldn't have been out there. Shouldn't have done what he did. Shouldn't have been out there. That's all. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, so shouldn't have been out there. So they they got a little close at, at High Point, and they got a little close at Red Bud, and for a little bit, Ferrandis was feeling a little feisty at Southwick. But yeah, in the end, the uh, the jet was super quick at Southwick. Uh, God, I I went back and watched it again. We we watched it on Saturday, but with, with no sound, which actually was great because I didn't hear either one of you two, so it was really good. But then I had to watch it again today. And Aweej, I'll start with you. Just uh, just phenomenal, like jumping bumps, crisscrossing, so smooth. Like I was, I, was, I was telling Kiefer, we were watching it Saturday, and I'm like, hey, man, if you superimpose like dart-fished Ricky on this track in, in his prime, like they would look so different. They're both getting the job done. Like they're both going to go one-one and smoke everyone, which is what Ricky did at Southwick every year. And I'm like, this is just, yeah, he he was next level. Jet was, uh, you know, Sand Sand made it happen, and and we saw we saw a little bit of a reminder of what's been going on. Yeah, because you know, I think we were pumping ourselves up as these guys were getting better or getting closer, and Sexton came back last weekend. We but, were you hoping, know, we maybe still, hoping, yeah, just getting oh, some. Oh, I think so. Yes, <laughs> we were pumping ourselves up, you know, with the wishful thinking we're gonna have a battle. And again, I want to explain to everybody, this isn't that we're rooting for Jet to lose. It's just everybody wants to see close racing. So, yeah. yeah. The whole question all year <laughs> has been how close is anyone, even when they are close? You know, his level of management. And JT and I were on a lot of meetings and calls with RC and Stu, and everyone's asking, you know, for their perspective on a perfect season. And even they are surprised that he is so willing to not win the motos you know, by 30 seconds or a minute, because that is what the, the, that is the cloth they were cut from. You try to send a message to everyone, every lap, all the time. And the fact that he's cool with dudes catching him for a little while, and that gives them a little hope and gives them a little confidence. And he doesn't worry about that. And I think and now we realize it's the same pattern every week. He gets it to three or four. They close it down to a second or two. It looks back. He puts in two laps that no one can match, and then it's over, and then they've given up, and then he knows he's got them covered, and then the gap stretches. It's the same pattern every week. It looks, it, oh, they're there, they're there. Yeah. It looks like that. They're not there. And the the craziest part of me, to me is I've never seen someone – I've seen guys dominate even to a higher degree, but I've never seen it look this like – at any moment, you ever think he's going to crash? Ever? Ever? Yeah. Uh, no. No, and I mean, first moto, he won by seven seconds, but I just looked, and he was four. 
Last lap, uh, Sexton was uh, four seconds quicker. You know, Jet was cruising. So it was more like 11 seconds. And like JT, in the second moto, uh, Ferrandis, I mean, Ferrandis was keeping him close early. And Dylan looked like that was everything he had to do that until Jet pulled away. Like, it, it is absolutely a contrast in styles. Yeah, I mean, Jet's, Jet's a phenom in, in every sense of the word. Um, and, and you see how quickly he can just eviscerate these guys, right? Like, these guys get the whole shot, and he's just like, uh, nah, I'll just go past you on literally in the first straightaway. Both of them. Like, he, he has some other gear that I still don't think he utilizes very often, but it's there. And, and I think he's very careful about showing it. I don't think he likes to talk about it, but it's there, man. And when he needs it, good grief, can he just exploit it? And we, we've only seen it a few times. Uh, we had, you know, like I think uh, at Redbud we saw it when Dylan got a little close. He went down in the, the 208s like we talked about when he needed to. And then when Chase got a little close and Dylan got a little close this weekend, he's just like, nah. Like, all right, I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not – it doesn't take much for him. Like, it's it's incredible the, the lack of effort it takes for him to just drop his lap time. And, and we're not talking about – he's not racing and beating scrubs here. Like, these are former – you know, like, Dylan's 20, 21 champion. Chase is your, you know, Supercross champion. Took Eli to the ropes last year in this very championship. These are the best guys we have to offer, Sands, Eli, Tomac. And it's – I don't know. I don't want to say it's easy because that would downplay his, you know, the level he's at. But it it sure does look easy for yeah, him. Yeah, it's uh, it was a clinic, man. Just jumping stuff and flowing berms. This this, yeah, just... this style of track where it, the the degree of difficulty is this high only makes him more incredible because he can exploit ways to go faster. Right? If the track's easy. And everyone can get to go can go fast. I think that's more challenging for him. But when there's bumps and ruts and lines, and you can just carve the track up, he can make these guys look silly. You know, not necessarily the top couple, but yeah. everyone else. It's like a he's he's in a different sport. Yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, amazing ride. Sexton was better. I mean, started with him. Uh, you know, both motos we each, but and he was better. He, you know, but he was better than Dylan. So good job for yeah, Sexton. But. Second best guy. Uh, and Dylan, we'll talk about him more in a second, but Dylan said he was pretty much smoked going into the weekend. Um, went, went too hard. I mean, again, none of these are reasons why they're getting yeah. beat. Like, he maybe would have been closer, but he wasn't going to win. Uh, yeah. But I think the, the, the Sexton thing, again, is this true or is it just what you hope? You know, obviously, you miss a month of racing, you're not going to be the same. And on that track, you need every ounce of fitness, endurance, everything. And he doesn't, he's, he doesn't have that, you know, you miss a month. It's, it's, you're going to pay the price. He got a little close in the first moto. He reeled it in and then he lost that, lost that. And I'm like, okay, is that the difference team? He took a month off or is that, uh, you know, Jet was just like, Oh, he's back there. I'll just step it up. Um, I, I don't know how much I, I there are s small things holding them back from being their best. I don't think it's enough that they're going to just beat Jet straight up for a moto win. But, uh, yeah, I think Sexton is somewhat affected by having that month off. Yeah, so. I, I'm on the record. I don't think Jet goes perfect. I think something happens. I think I have too much respect for Chase. Uh, but I don't know if he – and when I say he's not perfect, like there's going to be a mistake by Jet. If he doesn't have a mistake, 
he's going perfect. I'm banking on a tip over, right, or a bad start, really bad start or something. That's what I'm banking on. It can happen. I, yeah. But think about it. Like, these guys have, have got to be very opportunistic when they get it because look at high point. Like, Jet flipped over the bars and still was able to win. You know, I'm not. I, I'm yeah. leaning more towards your side, too. It's just so incredibly difficult to, to do everything right against these guys that I think Chase will continue to get better. But in that moment, when the, the chance is there, they better step up because I don't know how many opportunities they're going to get, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a clinic this weekend. Quite a I'm clinic. I'm going to sum it up like this. As good as he has been for the last four or five years, and I think we all knew that this, you know, success was coming. We didn't know exactly how much success, but we're like, he's going to, you know, he's going to be the next guy for sure. I still didn't think it would be this good. I still wasn't thinking. All right. We lost Weege. He'll come back in. He'll join us. But, uh, yeah, basically, I think what he was saying is in his first year, he didn't think he'd be this good. And I and I agree. Like, Benny Bloss told me, Benny rides at the compound, and Benny, near the end of Supercross, said, dude, you should see Jed on a 450. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, and I'm like, That's okay, exactly like, what I was, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. like, whatever. Like, I, I'm sure yep. he's fast. I get it, Benny. I get it. Benny's like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then- so I didn't, talk to, I didn't talk to Benny about it, but I heard from – people that were talking to Hunter about it. Hunter saying, you have no idea what's coming. Like, yeah. and I was like, eh, yeah. that carries some weight with me because Hunter doesn't like to pump his brother up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're pretty yeah. competitive. So I was like, ah, I might want to listen to that a little bit. But I was like, of course he's going to be good. I just, I mean, yeah, obviously they saw it before we did. Uh, but that, that made me take pause a little bit when Hunter was like, do like, yeah, the same thing Benny was saying, was just Hunter instead yeah. of, uh, Weed, you didn't drop your Dylan Danger Zone this week, I don't believe. I don't think you did. Um, no. No but, one was in the Danger Zone. Yeah, no one was in the Danger Zone, but I know you brought it back last week. You were very happy. But he's better. He's better than everybody else right now. He's better than Chase? Well, I, no, I, I guess I meant the rest of the field, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, 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 he is. Um, Plessinger's falling off for sure. Webb is gone. I don't know. Do you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that Webb is out? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that near the end of this pod. Let's, yes. talk, let's touch on um, that. He is better. And, um, you know, I think the real question here is, you know, you're hoping in the search for the 2022 outdoor Sexton and the 2021 outdoor Ferrandis that they eventually get there. But you're you're making all these assumptions based on, oh, well, then they could be challenging. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. If you yeah. drop Jet into last year's title chase or 2021 this year's jet the, is he just smoking everyone and with each passing week i'm starting to think <laughs> none of this matters man i don't know if any of this matters yeah. i don't know if any of this matters maybe that's disrespectful but he's unfreaking believable he, um it's just hard to think that chase sexton could go toe-to-toe by tomac and just have nothing for him it just doesn't make sense right no i agree with you yeah it's it's really yeah. tough to do but starting we're so starting you you yeah, so you think you would think they should be able to get up there if they can get the, everything dialed. Uh, frustration done it before. Frustration level with Master Pool by Dylan in the first moto, uh, very high. High, yeah. <laughs> dude. Wow. Yeah, he I was. I mean, it's been, this set. has been ongoing though, yeah. right? It's like yeah. not just this weekend. It's been week yeah. after week after week of not being able to pass this guy. Yeah. I'm sure he's. He, I'm sure he has had the thought of like, I'm just going to run over this guy. Like he was sending him out. Yeah, he was sending it. Uh, 
Hey, so he was on the Pulp Show last week, and I—I I mean, Dylan's a pretty straight-ahead interview. He—you ask him a question, he's going to tell you what he thinks. You know, yep. like yep. even Lewis, like a couple weeks ago, Lewis said something about riding himself or whatever, or, or or I don't know what. And Dylan was like, "Well, let's see you ride. Let's see you get out there." Like something like that, half yep. joking but half serious. Like Dylan's, yeah. But so, anyways, my point is, on the Pulp Show, he's like, "I, I may, I may be retiring," and, and like I'm like, "Come on," he's like, "I don't have anything." We know he's talking to Hep, you know, but right now, and if you do the math, there's not really any spots left. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with Dylan, um, unless Starr takes him back. But we all seem to think that uh, Cooper Webb is going to be there. We know. We think Justin Cooper's got a spot. So, yeah, like Dylan, I don't know. Maybe go back to Europe or something. So who knows? It's a little weird to be the star thing only insofar as, like, Unless he's over them, like, what did he do so bad for them to be like, yeah, man, room at the end. Like, yeah. I don't feel like Dylan has not really come through. I know the Supercross thing has been tough, but I, I feel like if he had ridden Supercross this year, he would have been good. Yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they don't want him, but I, I shouldn't say I know this, but I'm, I'm, I have it on pretty good authority that when he won that 2021 motocross championship, his deals got accelerated pretty high. Uh, so he gets paid really well. And I think that's challenging, right? They're just running into budget problems. Well, like yeah. they just signed Webb, who's not cheap. And they have Tomac, who's obviously not cheap. So how do you work in Dylan? And I'm sure, like, I'm going to guess that Dylan could find a way to make it work, but he's wouldn't get paid a lot because there's no money left. That to me, that's the problem. It's not that people don't want Dylan. It's that he's, he is valuable, and he probably doesn't want to sell himself short on that front, and there's just not a lot of money around right no. now. Yeah, not much. Be interested to see what happens to him. Um, AP got uh, – he was a minute 30 behind Jet in Moto1 and a minute 43 behind in Moto2. Oh, tough day for AP. I mean, 4-4. Is that what he went? Yeah, 4-4. So that's that's good, but – yeah, he, he, he was all by himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All by himself. Didn't look like it was a – very exciting day for him. Uh, March Banks, it was really, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, five guys had 27 points on the overall on the day. Fifth through te- uh, ninth all had 27 points on the day. So uh, so then it just goes by tiebreakers. March Banks, Butron, Canning, AC, and uh, Masterpool. Um, so that's how it goes. March Banks, 10-5, uh, good job for him. Butron was an animal. Butron, Unbelievable. he was. I don't. I'm going to check the lap chart on Moto One. Where do you think he was in Moto One? Um, hey, I, to be fair though, like that is what happens when you're in really good shape when the conditions are that brutal. You can just slice through people. Oh, because he was 39th. They, he was 39th on lap two. Uh, the first moto or second moto? First moto. Yeah, yeah. So he goes. He goes 39th to ninth. Yep. The second moto, and that's more to my point. The second moto, like it's not that he was setting the fastest lap time of the day or anything. Yeah. He just could charge, and no one else could. Like they were, I was watching him. Everybody was gassed, yep. you know, and and they're just circulating. I've been there. It's it's not a real fun place to be. And when you have a lot of energy and you're still fresh, you can just blow by everyone because they they don't have anything to fight. Like nor nor do they want to. They just watch you go by because they're just trying to stay out there. Wait, I'm sorry. I got it mixed up with Lucrecio, 107, 103. He was not that far back. He, but he was something. He's not listed on the. Oh, it was something. Okay. Yeah. 
It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He was great. Yeah, he was great, and the second moto was great. And yeah, sorry, I got mixed up with Luke Kershaw, but um, yeah, good job, Jose Butron. Old man strength, probably. You know, just yep. crusty old man Spaniard. I just wouldn't. I would have never thought in a heat like that that yeah. a guy coming over from Europe would be that strong because it True. was so humid. Yeah. Those are the typically the days where those guys really struggle because they don't face that type of weather very often, and he was shining, shining through it. Weege, did you say Canning lives on the property? Yeah, I did not know that uh, <laughs> until Cole Beach. Uh, um, Cole Beach is uh, well, he lives with a line. Our old photographers or, who are current photographers, but now he's Stu's guy. He produces Stu's pod, but he's from the area, so he showed up because he's a Southwick guy. That intel came from uh, Cole Beach, who's actually now Stu's uh, Stu's podcast producer now, but he used to be a photographer with uh, a line who we all use as photographers for a long time. Canning is married to, I believe, it's something crazy. It's like Keith Johnson's daughter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Yep. yep, something like that. Yep. So, so that kind of explains it all, right there. Well, he's more of an off-road guy now, right? Does J Day stuff? What he said. Yeah, he does. Yeah, did GNCCs earlier in the year? Yeah, yeah. eight, seven. This was his best ever. Schools and stuff. Yeah. This was his best ever. I think he got 11th there before. And what did he get? 7th? 8 7. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, good job. Uh, I was hesitant on picking him for fantasy because I wasn't sure how much he was a motocrosser anymore. But, mm. you know, yeah, I crushed it. So I did pick him. But um, good job by Chris County. AC said uh, he was kind of under the weather coming in. He posted on his social that then he needed, he passed out after the second moto. <laughs> so, God. Yeah. God. Yeah, so it was a rough couple of weeks for him at the two races for Adam, and also you got to wonder like it's you know you pass out and you get you, you you get heat stroke or heat exhaustion, you get an IV like that that doesn't that shit doesn't take care of itself in a day, right? So he may be still feeling some effects at Millville, if, especially if it's a hot one. Yeah, uh, I had some issues. Uh, I had some issues there in 05 with that. I didn't mm-hmm. pass out, but I was that's the closest I think I've ever been. Yeah. Uh, Master Pool five ten. Good job again. Yep. Uh, Anderson six fourteen, was it? Ooh, he was hurting the second. Okay, moto. all right. So that's it. That's that, I, I, oh, yeah. I was figuring that. And I give him like it's easy to take shots at him and say, "Oh my god, he's so tired." But like I give him a lot of credit because that's two weeks in a row where he just had to swallow his pride and just finish. Yeah, like, yeah. People are going by him. I'm sure it's just he's so pissed off inside because he knows he should be beating those guys. And it would have been so easy for him to quit, and he didn't. He just kept going kept riding and yeah it wasn't fast you know but he didn't he didn't quit so i yeah it's easy to look at the result and say f14 is not good enough everybody knows that but this is the only way to get into shape yeah like you if you don't stay out there and you don't suffer through it you won't get into shape so this is just a part of the process you think he knew who gert creston off is i don't think he did then or now (laughs) or will ever so gert gert won lomo back in the day I don't know what year it was, but Gert yep. went eight one to win Lomo. Yeah, MX two. Yeah, and uh, so he's a good sand guy, Estonia. And I don't know again, Jim Holly, JoJo. Uh, that's all I know. And then he goes twelve twelve on the day. And so Butron, who had Butron and Krestnikov <laughs> doing this? You know, in two thousand twenty three, nobody. Well, there was other. There were other guys too that you know, like Lars Van Berkel was there. We talked about. Yeah, uh, and also Anton Gold. But Anton Gold suffered, uh, I think, some heat exhaustion issues. But he would have been really good. Like, he would have been top 20 both motos had he mm-hmm. not had issues. Um, so it was kind of invasion of the Euro contingent this weekend. Yeah, Freddie Freddie went from 
37th to 15th in Moto 1 and then 11th in Moto 2. So Freddie was pretty good. Our guy Phil, uh, Weege, any updates on Phil's day? 11th? Yeah, he crashed, I think, two yeah. to go. He yeah. was so pissed because he got Master so he what, what we just saying is he yeah. was passing forward i was watching him he was in 10th trying to get to ninth and then he crashed just past the buckley burn oh. into a tree and was like stuck in the banners <laughs> and he was just you could see the anger in oh, him two laps like, too yeah so mad <laughs> yeah. 11 16 for philip on the day uh, Grant Harlan, bad first moto. Second moto was ninth. That's more like it for Hawaii's own. Yep. You know, you know, he's a sand it's guy. Interest- yeah, it's, and it's interesting, right? Right, lots of sand in Hawaii. Yep. Uh, it, it's interesting to watch these guys go to WSX and then come back. Like the the juxtapose of a Supercross in the yeah. UK versus the sand of Southwick is just, I don't know how much further apart you can get than that. Yeah, Chiz was there. God, you, th- yep. you throw a race with, with any kind of money. Chiz is showing up if he can. Just you, yep. you got. I like it. You got two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, whatever. Chiz will be there. Yep. Man after my own heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fourteen, seventeen for Chiz. Lars Van Berkel. Uh, I did a podcast with him this week. He's a Dutch beach racer. You know, he's a, he raced MX2, he raced some MXGPs, uh, but he makes his living in the seven race beach series. He's twenty eight years old or twenty nine years old. Really good guy. Uh, uh, and uh, so he went. He went uh, sixteen fifteen, and in the podcast that I did with him, I said, "You know, go for dunes is the next day," and I said seven hours, and then I put I put a poll up that he should do it on Instagram. He said he would, and then he couldn't get somebody to drive with him, and he wanted me to drive with him, and I told him to to, to call you, Weege. Weege can drive with him, uh, and then yeah, he's close. Yeah, he's close. I, that. I just said call Weege, man, or call someone who's there, and so. I then I texted my buddy Diggs, who owns the Gopher Dunes Honda team, and they actually got him a bike, uh, got him set up with a mechanic. A dealership chimed in and paid a mechanic, and Lars drove seven hours with his buddy that's been helping him here. And um, then the the they put a suspension from his race bike because his bike was hammered from Southwick. Put a suspension on the practice bike that Gopher Dunes gave him. He pitted off to the side, and he goes four two for third overall at Gopher. So he does two motos at Southwick, two, two motos at Gopher. Lars Van Berkel, everybody. Yeah, that's crazy. That's unreal. Yeah. It is. Everybody, including myself, and I didn't even ride, was smoked after yesterday. It was yeah. so hot and humid and yeah. brutal. Yeah. I cannot believe he was able to do that. Guy, that is so impressive to me. <laughs> and Jet was smoked. Jet was smoked. Jet, Jet yeah. was one of, the most, yeah. one of the most exhausted people I saw, period. Dutch beach racer, dude. I told him, I'm like, dude, I guess, I'm yeah. like, Gopher is basically a Dutch beach race. It's just not, maybe not as fast. Um, so he's staying this week and he's racing the next round in Canada too. Now for the guys for Gopher Dunes. So Lars Van Berkel, he's, he's, he's set off on a, on a world adventure. So really cool guy, <laughs> really nice guy. And, uh, I'm happy to help him out. So they new, Newf, uh, wants to take most of the credit for his finishes at Gopher today. So. Um, yeah, Chiz, Jerry, Jerry was, I mean, the 13th, Jerry was better. I don't know what happened to second moto. Second moto wasn't, he DNF second moto. Yeah, but. yeah. Luke Resland. Talk about another. Yeah, where's he been? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think he's got a job, like a regular job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I saw him, I had to like double take. Like, yeah. Is that Resland? 1820 for, uh, for him. 
Um, I don't know anything about Carl Kus- Kutsar, but he's from Estonia too. So I, I guess it's just like MXGP in Southwick this weekend. I don't yep. know. Carl Kutsar. Um, and then, yeah, Anton Gold from Sweden, 20th in the first moto, and then he said his bot – I forget what he put his Instagram. I saw his Instagram. Somebody put it in one of our group texts. He uh, – I don't know anything about the guy, JT. Like, is he yep. – Is he? does he do MXGP? Yeah, he does MXGP, yep. Swedish Swedish rider, Husqvarna. Okay, um, yeah. Cause, pretty good rider. Like, he's been on uh, Swedish MX uh, Motocross Nations team before, I believe. So he said, uh, I'm so disappointed in myself and my fit body. Unfortunately, there will be no start for me in race two. Collapsed after the first heat. Uh, so he's disappointed in his fit body. <laughs> uh, aren't we all, Anton? Aren't we yeah. all? That's that's more of like the, what I thought would happen to like Crestonov yeah. and Lars Van Berkel. Like it, it was. It's a, that's a shocking change in climate. Yeah, I mean, typically is who can you know when when DeRiver was there, right? DeRiver was maybe yeah. one of the best sand riders in the world. Got third, I think, the first moto, and all he could yep. talk about was, I can't breathe. It's so hot. It's so hot. I can't breathe. He, he was saying on the podium, like, you know, and that's the American humidity, right? That these guys don't, they don't get it over there in Europe. So, uh, well, they do, but very rare anyways. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else for Kevin Moran showed up? Yeah. Just, I don't know, from UK, from the World Supercross. He's trying to get points for SMX. Like this is the whole thing. Like they're right, they're all yeah. clamoring for points for SMX. Yeah, but you didn't get any. That sucks. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Um. Okay. Prebula. I, I'm disappointed in Prebula. I looked at him for fantasy. We know he's in shape, but I don't know what happened. Only rode one moto. Um, yeah, he's been having bike issues. I don't know if he did it again, yeah. but that's been a, an ongoing thing. God, this is. You think you look at this results and you just see Spain, Estonia. Sweden, Hawaii, Think about the, Venezuela, the class. Netherlands. The class is the same. Yeah. yeah. It's just nuts. It's it's real, real unique race. Um, all right. Uh, hold on. Uh, talk about something, JT, Weech, for a second. I want, I want to add something up. Hold on. Talk about something. Weech, can you talk? Are you back? Yeah, I don't know. You tell well, me. All right. No, yeah, we can hear you. Uh, That's great. Okay. That's great. Um, yeah, it is funny how Southwick, um, they had so many entries, they were sold out like by far, at least 450. I'm not sure about 250. I, I, they definitely tried to turn people away. Um, and I was wondering why. I'm like, oh, it's all the Southwick locals. But clearly then you throw in five random Euros who don't race any other races. It's pretty wild. Like, 12. Yeah, yeah 12, 12 foreigners out of 40. Well, and I think this, this race is unique in a lot of ways because you look – like the local guys know if you ride the 250 class also – and you can go fast, you can qualify because the track is such an advantage in that first 250B practice. Like, there were a lot of local guys in the top 25 mm-hmm. that got into the race that typically you go to a normal race, or even if they're in 250A practice, they probably don't make it. So that's that's a unique aspect that they can they can get their one shot here to, to qualify and race a, you know, a you, Pro Motocross Championship National. You know, uh, a lot of people like to say the Nationals are dead or dying or nobody wants to do them. And I understand it. I get it. You know, there is world money in the World Supercross, and it's easier, and it's Supercross, and I get all that. But the entries have been insane this year. Uh, and, like, I, I, there's a guy, Ryder Floyd, privateer guy. He can't get in. He just – there's no spots for him. Everything's sold oh, wow. out. Like, you know, uh, it's just – yeah. Like, okay, sure, maybe the very top end, the very elite guys would like to do World Supercross and the uh, Feld Supercross Series over here. I get that. 
But don't tell me that motocross or the nationals are dying. Like, I just I don't really want to hear that. You know, these this does it pay that well? No. But hey, there's people well, with, you, with their you checkbooks hear that in from hand. People, you hear that from people that don't like it. Yeah, that, that's their that's their go to. If they don't like pro motocross or they think supercross is better, they immediately say, "Oh, it's just it's dead. No one wants to go." And I'm like, "Well, you don't like it, and yeah. you don't want to go." But I go to all these, and there's a ton of people there. No, and signups have never been there. so take that and do what you want. With yeah, it, but I just there just again like it. There's yeah, the, the tracks are packed, the entries are there. Yep. You, you know. go to Redbud and tell me that nobody wants to go to promoter. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, is Supercross maybe more fun to cover or more fun to watch? Sure. Yeah, Easier. Everybody knows it's more convenient. It's less taxing to it. do. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Right. Sure. But, but you can't sit here and be like, oh, nationals are dying or whatever. Like, yeah, just don't give me that. Um, I, I like the eclectic nature of these results. I'm all about it. Like, I – Boutron and Gert and Dutch Beach Racer – Hawaii, we got a Hawaiian rider. I'm all about it. It's it's yeah. great for the sport. Yeah, I think it's, it's cool. Yeah. So you know, um, that's where I'm at. Okay, I think it's cool too if you're when you're on NBC, like main NBC, to have so much international diversity is is great. Like it makes the sport mm-hmm. feel like what we know it is. We know how hard it is. To know that people work their entire lives to be on the stage from around the world. You know, but if you are the average viewer that maybe doesn't watch, you just and I, and I talk to a lot of people that don't really watch. People from Boise, they just happen to be watching TV on Saturday afternoon and just like, oh man, racing's on, and they saw me and they're like, oh my god, you're on TV, and I'm like, mm. yeah, I thought the same thing. Oh my god, I'm on TV. But it makes the sport. I, I think it legitimizes it. It adds validation. It makes it feel much more as a global thing mm. than just like a local race. You know, like I think that's what a lot of people think. They think it's small time dirt bikes that nobody cares about and it's it's far from that i get it jt exactly like that when i was on mav tv exactly like that you know i get it yep <laughs> nbc mav i get it yep uh, <laughs> no i mean it's it, <laughs> you're you're a big deal in your own right but yeah I, to be on that platform yesterday is that was a huge that's a huge deal no matter what like i i know your take is like we're never going to expand past no whatever no we are, I, we are. That's, I don't yeah i don't care about that i'm just saying to be on that platform yeah. regardless if we get new fans it's still awesome what was our lead-in on nbc what was the lead-in did anybody know i don't know our exit was uh women's golf okay all right weege i want to mention um just so people understand, like, the commitment NBC's putting in. We had the entire motos, both motos, commercial-free. And I'm telling you, 36 minutes or whatever without a commercial on NBC is uh, is pretty rare. Um, they were so commercial-free? Motos were. There were no commercials on NBC wow. from gate drop to checker flag. Holy shit. Which is a massive free deal. A, we're commercial-free every week anyway. This was just like we they got to do it no, on I, I, That's too. what I meant. I, yeah. To have, uh, yeah. yeah. I get the Peacock thing, but on TV, there was no commercials for the motos? Yeah. 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 Think about that. When you when you turn on NBC and you watch the Today Show or you watch the Tonight Show, they're going 12 minutes, 14 probably tops without a commercial. Yeah. I watch um, CNBC every morning of my life and it's just <laughs> a commercial a thon. Like it's just yeah. a ending yeah. commercial. I'm just like, good lord. Yeah. So the reason I want to point that out is because, you know, they've made a huge financial commitment over the next five years to this sport, to Supercross and Motocross. And this is a point of like, it goes to the highest desk to be like, okay, if we got to move some mountains here, Mm -hmm. because that's the way this sport wants to present itself, and we don't even normally do this, we will do it. I think a lot of times a sport gets on a big network and it's kind of an afterthought, but it's definitely changed behind the scenes. Like, they want to promote this. And if that's what it takes, they'll do it. Yeah. The one 
thing that everyone struggles with, and this is Feld and MX Sports, and actors and producers, is these streamers never really let you know what they're doing for business, right? There is no sort right. of reporting agency for streaming. And yep. I would love to know how we're doing, you know? But, I mean, whatever. They signed a multi-year deal, so they obviously if you, believe if in you want to know, If you want to know, go look at, like, uh, the closest you're going to get is looking, like, at an earnings report each quarter. And they'll tell you like what they're making or losing off streaming, and you can get a pretty good idea. It's it's not going to break out exactly what motocross is doing, yeah, but it'll, it'll give you an overall picture of like is streaming working or not. That's what I, that's what I typically do. I'll look at like yeah. whether it's you know Comcast, which is Peacock, or Disney or whatever. You get a really good because Disney is ESPN, so you get the ESPN sports side, and you can kind of break it up that way. I have been told that the Supercross was actually getting more viewers on Peacock than it was in the final days of NBCSN. Wow. Um, okay. Which is, yeah. Yeah, because I think, you know, the assumption is you get that random person clicking through that you're not going to get on streaming. Streaming, you have to look for it. You have to know it's on, right? But I guess there's such a bump in people just knowing. Like, anyone that's interested knows exactly where to go every yeah. time, all the time, no doubt. It's always live. It's always 1 o'clock, whatever it is. I'm assuming the bump from that overcomes the yeah no one's going to the channel guide and being like i didn't know this was on i'll check it out like yeah. that's not going to happen as much with streaming but yeah streaming services do not want anyone to know how many people watch so this is netflix you name it they yeah, will not they, tell you they had um uh chris pratt no seth rogan seth rogan was saying i don't know we we produce things for netflix and then they never tell us how they do but i see these ceo salary and i see their houses and I assume that they're crushing it, but the, the actors and the producers <laughs> they, don't really ever know, right? So they yeah. just look at a big picture, right? Like Netflix, they it, it's like are they making money? And it's all about are they adding subscribers or not? That's all they care about, right? And and yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their shows, they don't necessarily won't tell you, um, but it's quarter to quarter. Do they add net subscribers or lose them? Like that's the whole game for them. They don't mm. care about anything else. Weege, for you, it's great because Peacock, obviously you're all over it for the sport, and then they got wrestling too. I got to go through wrestling shit on my on my app. So, you know, it's great. Yeah, WWE kind of started the whole thing. They had a network on streaming before most did, and uh, they kind of, I think, convinced a lot of other people like, wait, this could work. And then they sold to Peacock, and now it's just part of Peacock. It's great. Uh, okay, all right, that's 450 class for Selfick. Anybody got anything else? Anything else 450-wise? No? Okay. Nope. Hey, Phil's I, just mad. Phil's mad. Phil's mad. I, I, has anybody done any math on Phil getting into SMX? Even in the uh, LCQ? I'm sure Quentin has it all dialed in, but I haven't seen an updated one. He's what? creeping in there. He was 51st going into Southwick. He's still got decent points. I, I think he's going to be top 30. I, I would not doubt it at all. So he'll get in the LCQ? He just needs to stay, stay the course. If, as long as he keeps doing yeah. what he's doing. And, and then, then I, yeah, 100% he's chance. He's 20 points a weekend. And then 100% yeah. chance he shows up at Charlotte and complains. Yeah. But how much How much are you rubbing your hands together? How much are you there for Phil in the LCQ three weeks in a row? <laughs> yes, absolutely. With Love huge it. money on the I'm line. Here. I'm here for it, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like you and Phil, 450 LCQ, like this is the, this is the culmination. This <laughs> is what you've always wanted. Well, he t I talked to him the other day on the phone, and he said he's not sure if he wants to go one more year. He thinks he does, so he, this could be it. Like if, 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 he, if, if he can't agree to terms with club or whatever, like no one's going to hire him. He knows that. And uh, so he has to ride with club or nobody else, and who knows what's going on with that. They may switch manufacturers or something. So there's a chance that SMX, Phil goes out with SMX, just goes out with three LCQs. So 
Uh, okay. Uh, thank you to folks at Fly Racing, of course, and Renthal and Maxis. Cobalinks as well. Pulpamex is the code to save. Get a discount from Cobalinks and free shipping. Lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And also, uh, thank you to the folks at Cobalinks for all they do to support the shows over the years. From Aprilia to Yamaha, they make that lowering suspension link to give you some more confidence, gain uh, better plushness on suspension. And yeah, if you're shorter stature, man, look at the Cobalinks. I just got a DM from somebody that put it on a TTR for their wife or girlfriend, and very, very happy. Uh, so thank you to those guys, and also motorsport.com, the best online uh, ordering uh, website out there, OEM or aftermarket parts. If you've got a secret street bike like uh, JT or you've got secret dirt bikes like Weege, and Weege needs a lot of parts because shit keeps falling off, go to motorsport.com. Free shipping on everything, every, you know, 79 bucks, and great return policy as well, motorsport.com. And Weege Onyx Maps. Yeah, Onyx Maps, I'm in the middle of nowhere, the hinterlands of Maine. There's probably great trails here. If I just flip Onyx Maps open on my phone, I'll find them. And that's whether you get a Jeep or a UTV, or if you want to go hiking, hunting season, when that kicks in, you name it, they got it. And it's very specific each sport. It's not generic like uh, the maps that come on your phone. So onyxmaps.com or Onyx Off-Road in the App Store. Take it for a trial or type in RacerX, all one word, all lowercase, and we'll give you a discount. Well, JT, speaking of Kawasaki, um, Ty Masterpool beat Anderson again. Um, do you think he should get maybe one of the SRs and see what he could do? Save a lot of headaches. I did hear, by the way, well, JT will hopefully join us to talk about the SR in a moment. Uh-huh. I want to credit um, H. Oh, oh, okay. I just want to credit HBI Racing. I don't know much about this team, but they've picked up Masterpool. At first, I think they were just transporting his bike. Uh And then someone hit me up on Twitter and said they're trying to put money together to maybe get him an engine. like Mm. Because his engine is completely stock. Um, So, yeah, maybe the SR. Maybe they should. This is the direction they should be looking. What do you think, JT? I agree. HBI, a tax company. I think I've seen tax. (laughs) I think it's tax. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a giant write-off? I think. What I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that part. He's sport clips or whatever. And then yep. someone said, hey, man, like, what a sports clip. He signed with HBI after Thunder Valley. Oh, okay. So yep. it's not related to a sports clip thing. It's, I don't think so. No, okay. I think they just were like, hey, come, we'll help you come over, be on our team. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. But anyway, this, uh, as we were mentioning, the Kawasaki SR450, uh, typically it was always the factory bike, right? When we were kids watching – you know, Jeff Ward and these guys, like I remember it being called this and now they have this available. So you can get all kinds of cool stuff on your bike. You don't have to go try to build it yourself or try to be a, a you know, mechanic guru. You don't have to be Jeremy Albrecht and build this thing from scratch. It's going to come with all kinds of stuff like a kit suspension, modified cylinder head with polished intake ports. Basically it's just going to be really fast right out of the gate. Uh, pro circuit exhaust, the extra, extra clamps are a huge deal. That's a really expensive add on right there. Um, all the things you want, Rinthal sprockets, DID chains, DID uh, rims. And I think it's just a great way for, like, I always put myself in these situations, and it's probably a bad habit, but I always insert myself into things. And I picture myself trying to buy a motorcycle and build it myself. I'm not a mechanic at all. And this would be a great option for me because I could just waltz into a badass motorcycle that's ready to rip. And that's a really cool option for a lot of people. There are a lot of people that just work a desk job and they are not technicians and you don't have to be, you don't have to try to figure out all the things that make motorcycles great. 
Kawasaki gives you this option with the 450SR. So check it out. You can get it from your local dealer. Um, it's just a, a great thing that a lot of these brands are doing, uh, but this Cali one looks really special. And our own Chris Kiefer said it was the best um, factory edition bike. Factory edition is coined by KTM, I know, but whatever whatever you want to call the, the uh, CRFW and the factory edition and this SR, whatever you want to call that trend of bikes, hopped up bikes, I don't know, but Kiefer said it's the best one. I don't okay, think anyone's cool. storing an A-kit. I don't think anyone has an A-kit suspension, which is, right. you can buy it, but none of them are coming with it, I think. And I hope I'm not wrong about that. And we're trying to, we're trying to ride this thing. It's, we're working on it, and we just not being uh, cooperative, but we're working on it, everybody. So. You guys uh, go have fun. All right, uh, 250 class, Southwick. Well, I guess if you were going to say which race is Tom Vial going to win in his rookie season, although he's French and not a sand specialist per se, the fact he won uh, Southwick JT, probably not a surprise. He was really good uh, in both motos, got the starts. Uh, yeah, good job for Tom Vial rookie season. And Marvin Muscan helping him. He's been at all the outdoors. Uh, and I don't know if you guys just knew this on the broadcast or if you've seen him or not. But, yeah, Marv's been helping him. And Vial yeah. won. Good job, Vial. Yeah, Marv's been there all season. Uh, talked to him a, a couple times about it. And I tried to get him on the broadcast, but it just worked out where he was standing this weekend was near – are where we could get to. And then a great job by Will of getting him. And I've tried a couple of times. I just couldn't get to him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't think I would have guessed the all was going to win this race. I know he spent years living in Belgium. He rode up Wamo every day, just like everyone else. Right. But I guess that's on me. Maybe I should have seen it coming, but I didn't have this circled as like, this will be the breakout for the all. Um, I wonder though, if it's like, because we've seen this coming. If you look the second moto at high point, he like kind of came out of nowhere. Like that was a really good ride. And then last week, the weekend before at Redbud, weekend before Southwick at Redbud, he turned in kind of continuation. So it was like a building process. And you know whether it was the track or whether it was just finally seeing what was happening over the course of those couple of weekends. Uh, yeah, he he arrived this weekend, and and I don't know where this goes. All I can tell you is that. His words and his attitude and uh, just the, the confidence he was exuding on the podium, he thinks he's going to start winning every weekend. So we'll see what happens with that. Like I, Everybody thinks they're going to win all the time. I get it. But I'm just telling you, like he was not in doubt at all. Yeah. Like He even said on the podium, he's like, it starts now. Like This is the start. Okay. So we'll see. Um, he was very, very sure of himself. And I don't mean cocky. I don't mean it yeah. that way. I think he was just like, no, I, I know what these guys have. I know what they can do, and I can win. I can win here. So uh, uh, let, let's see. He's going to make it interesting. He might. Uh, look, if RJ doesn't fall in the second moto, RJ might get him because it's RJ, and then he loses the overall. So it wasn't like it was a dominating performance, you know. But, hey, uh, yeah. yeah, props to him for sure. Uh, Weege, the series, the series turned into a really spicy meatball. Uh, Hunter, of course, blew up. Two laps to go, and uh, oh. two motos DNF now, and now Hayden Deegan is the points leader, and RJ's right there, and Justin Cooper's right there, and we have ourselves a series. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the headline would be that Deegan has taken the points lead, but the bigger story to me is that you've got three other guys in it. Shimoda, Cooper, Deegan, Hunter, Hampshire. They're all within 22 points. We just were like talking about RJ being RJ and being 44 down or something. Remember yeah. that? Like we were on this pod yeah. saying, yes. you know, RJ, you're 44 down. Like you're, you're just being RJ. And dude, he is now 13 back. Watch out, right? 
Yeah, so it really comes down to one thing and one thing only. Like, obviously, there is a huge, huge asterisk to these points of somehow Hunter has managed to have the two things back-to-back <laughs> -back motos, the first-turn crash that's out of your control and mm -hmm. the bike out of your control in back-to-back -back motos. So obviously, it's tilted everything like crazy. Now, there is a chance that this is just math, and Hunter will go right back to being the best guy in the series because mm -hmm. right before that, he yep. crushed everybody in the first moto at Red Bud, no problem. So... Maybe this is just math and it's just hype and it, it's not this close. But the fact that you're at the half mark and all five of these guys who are all good, like going into yeah. the season, well, Deegan's exceeded expectations, but you thought RJ would be good. You thought Shimoda would be good. You thought Justin Cooper would be good. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you would think that this is going to be crazy now. Now, maybe Hunter just completely regains control, but this is scary. This yeah. is both things were not his fault. And here we are. Yeah, I had a top factory rider text me uh, Saturday night. We were texting back and forth, and he said, Hunter's got this, no problem. Like, he's just going to – just sucks for him, but he's the best guy, blah, blah, blah. And JT, I don't know because the ribs. We saw him in Moto1. He wasn't himself, right? He was just – fought yeah. through it, did okay, and you know ribs are irritating, and I don't imagine they're going to heal magically for Millville this weekend. Like, I disagree with this guy. And not because of uh, the speed and stuff, but ribs and momentum by the other guys and blood in the water. I think this guy's off. I don't think Hunter goes right back to one ones. I think he's the best guy. I, I truly believe that. Um, but it's why they drop the gate. Things happen. Like crashes happen. Bikes break. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see. I think it all comes down to what you're saying. How quickly he can get back to 100. percent If he is close at Melville, I think he wins because I think he's the best rider, but I don't know how quickly that's going to happen. You know, he only has to struggle here. Like say he's not a hundred percent over the next two races. He can, he can lose a lot of points here. He goes out and goes seven, seven or five, six over the next four motos and Deegan gets hot, whoever, like this thing gets really interesting because he, he needs those two weekends off. I think he's a hundred percent when we show back up at Unadilla, mm -hmm. but we've got, four more motos to do in in succession here and i don't you know ribs don't magically heal those ribs injuries suck so we'll see i mean if nothing else it's adding to the drama and it's it's a real championship now because for all intents and purposes it was over and nobody wants to hear that but before that first turn crash i mean i was ready to hand him the championship trophy already like he was the best guy he seemed to be able to overcome any problems or crashes or bad starts or whatever. He looked so calm. And then, you know, two out of the last four motos have been disastrous. Uh, so we'll see. I think he's, he's got some work to do here. And just like Jensen Hendler said uh, in my interview on the, in the tower, there's blood in the water and they all know it, you know, whether that manifests in anything we'll see, but all of them know the opportunity is there right now. Well, Deegan didn't qualify that well, and fourth in the first moto was good. Second moto, he crashed. Um, he, he goes 4-10 on the day. Weege kind of seemed off all day. I don't know if maybe San just isn't his thing, you know? But Yeah, coming in, I think he was even maybe convincing himself, saying all the right things. You know, they got an early sand track they can ride in Florida, and he rode Southwick, I think, in uh, at least one qualifier for Loretta's, if not twice. He had ridden there before. But then I heard an alarming thing. Um, someone said that they told him, follow Cooper in qualifying. And he was doing it. So I'm like, oh, if you're at that point where, 
And some weekends, Deegan is beating Justin Cooper. If they're like, hey, man, you're struggling. You don't have this track dialed. You have to follow your teammate who mm-hmm. you would like to think you're probably better than on a weekly basis. I'm like, wait a minute. He does not have this track dialed, which is understandable. So have- this is the whole problem being a rookie. So there you go. So yeah. I was told by someone who would definitely know that they knew this was going to be a trouble weekend coming in. Gotcha. Before they got there, they were very worried about this this race because they just felt like it was going to be a liability. Doesn't mean it's going to be a disaster. It's just going to be a liability. So yeah. well, yeah. Knowing that, then fourth and you know fourth is good. And yeah. the crash, the yeah. crash hurt him, right? Yeah. He probably goes like four seven. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Right. Um, but I. From what I was told by someone who would definitely have inside information this on sounds this, like Brian like, eh, this, so- this sounds like no, Brian Deegan. No, it wasn't. Deegan. It, it wasn't. Did it he, wasn't anybody on their team. Did he say about racing like when it's time? Did he say anything about no. racing when it's time? No, but they were just they were concerned. <laughs> like okay. Normally, they're not. They were just concerned about the conditions and the yeah. track that yeah. they could give up points that they couldn't afford to give up. Right, right. Uh, Joe Shimoto wins a moto. Good ride. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, what the heck, man? Unless yeah. you look at last year. Like, this yeah. is what we've been waiting on. Yeah, yeah. For, he was really using outside lines well in Moto2, just going way out but carrying a ton of speed. Uh, good job for Joe Shimoda, yeah, to win. Um, he hasn't been happy over there, so this helps, I think, maybe. Yeah. Um, Justin Cooper, 2-2 on the day. Uh, RJ, 3-4. <laughs> I'm telling you, RJ, is, this, this, this could go either way, this thing. It probably will go both ways. He's 13 back. <laughs> it's good. Just keep it. We need GoPro. Can we get a GoPro on him? We don't do GoPros anymore on the helmets. Can we put him on the chest pro or can we do anything? Can we just like a body cam? Body cam? I oh, my God. I spend money. I would. Uh, yeah, I don't like to do that, but I would do it. I mean, and then lo and behold, he has no goggles. Oh, that's right. Yes. Still. <laughs> and he is still. And then, I mean, we, we, it's getting to comedy levels. It's like, he has no goggles. He catches VL. He makes a huge mistake. He ends up way back, and then two laps later, comes again. Like he's unreal. He's actually someone told me that he should be zombie, and not zombie, because you know he did get impaled by a crack marker, and it was he back did. two weeks ago. And then he got an ACL repair and was jogging in two days. So like, something like that. Yeah, like maybe RJ should be the new zombie. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he gets to do it or not but and and i know there's a lot of there are a lot of differing opinions on it but man i really hope he finds a way onto the motocross nations team i just love the effort like and i could hate it in october when he he crashes or does something silly but yeah Yeah. he he makes such a fan out of me every like he just there's no quit there is no quit in that dude no um all right seth hammaker is getting good starts since he's come back he looked a little winded but 7-5, I think there's something here with Seth in the last two races. Good job. Um, yeah, It's it's insane to me that he's able to jump into the series yeah. at this point and be this good. Like, I, that is so impressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, solid. Um, Hayden, sixth overall. Uh, Max Volan, uh, Max just goes 8-6. So if you just said 6-6, six, six, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Max Volan. I, I didn't notice him all day. I didn't see him on TV. Is he going to end up at PC, do we think? I thought it was back on. I heard it was back on. I need to ask Mitch about it. But yeah. uh, The Chef 5-9 crashed in Moto2 for the Chef. Chef has been very start dependent this year, and nothing really changed at Southwick. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be a huge day for him. I really did. He he got out front in the both practice sessions. He was the first guy on the track. 
Um, he doesn't do good qualifying speed wise. So I wasn't alarmed. He was like eighth or something. I thought it was going to be good, but you're right. Like starts went there and who knows, but mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to be a big weekend for him. Jalik crashed in moto one. He was seventh or eighth in moto one, then crashed, got 11th and then went a seventh in this next moto. So he's top 10 in points. Jalik is quietly, I think. Yep. He would have been really good in the first moto had he not crashed. He yep. was like fourth and then crashed. Uh, Braswell. Good job for Hayden Braswell. Yep. I uh, talked to Caden before the first moto. Oh, how yes. was that? How was yes. that? It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I I was more trying to – I wasn't trying to give him confidence, but, you know, everybody knew it was going to be a really hard day because it was so damn hot before the first moto and it was only like 12.45. And I'm like, today's going to be a day where all that matters is how in shape you are. I don't care if you can go fast or not. If you are fit, you're going to do well. And he's like, yep. We're going to find it out today. And I just knew, like, he's like, he's going to be good. Like, he's confident. Like, he's not scared of this heat or whatever. And, yeah, he did He did well. He Starts weren't great, nothing, but he was there at the end. Yeah. What put him on the map at Loretta's last year was they made the motos five minutes longer. They did 25-minute motos now. And that's what did it for him. Like, dude, 15, 17 minutes into the moto, he would just start blowing by the dudes. Kind of like the Boutron thing. Like, they could not fight him. So, yeah. he's got that. Yeah, this he had quiet confidence. Like, he just... You could see it. Like he was like, "Yeah, it's fine." I'm like, I know we're all going to suffer, but these guys are going to suffer a lot more than I am. His uh, his supercross got better. It started off rough, got better as it went on, and the wasn't o- great though. No, it wasn't, it wasn't great. great. And nationals have been better. Um, yeah, there's something there for Braswell. I think there's something. I don't know what, but yeah. Uh, Talon Hawkins, eleventh uh, Ryder D. Tough day for Ryder D. Thirteen, thirteen. Not what he's been used to. Uh, Daxton Bennett, I didn't even know he was racing until I saw him in the in the uh, timing scoring. Someone told me he wasn't <laughs> racing. Uh, Seventeen twelve for him. Jimmy D. Jimmy wow. D. Qualifies fastest. Man. I did not see that happening. I did. I lost twenty bucks because I bet Dan that in our fantasy pod. This is why Pulp Mex Fantasy is an absolute garbage game. Uh, Jimmy D. comes out, fan favorite, qualifies first. That's already screwed up, but good job to him. Track was easier, obviously, for his unseated practice. And then he, he, he proceeds to tie his best-ever national finish five years after being done racing. That's why Pulp Fantasy, you just you can't trust the game. You just yep. can't trust it. Um, I do this little uh, Patreon like podcast in the mornings mm-hmm. before the race, and I'm like, he's going to qualify first. He's in the B practice. He knows how to ride here. The track's smooth. He's going to send it. He's going to be first. And then you're going to have to choose whether you want to take a risk on him or not because it's going to look so obvious, but I'm just telling you, his best ever finish is 15th, and I can't picture him doing better than that five years later. And there he goes. Yep. yep. So, no, good job. 12-17. Yeah. yeah. You would you would have thought, too, after the Moto 1, he would have been just smoked, but he's 17th. Yep. He hung in there. Um, so, uh, Weege, have you ever talked to Jorgen Talviku? No. Oh. In fact, I barely know how to say Jorgen Talviku. Oh, uh, good dude. Estonia, also. Uh, he raced some last year, or maybe the year before. He broke his leg at a race or something. Uh, anyways, good guy. Yeah. Really good yep. dude. Yeah, really funny dude. Yep. Um, he did good. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. Uh, Slade Smith, South African. Dylan Schwartz. James Harrington, local kid. He's local. Yep, yep. that's his best job, uh, best ride. Uh, anything else to do wise? I just want to give you guys credit. Jimmy D himself said the 16 handicap at Pulp was correct. 
Okay. On Friday, he told me that. Okay. He's not offended by it because he's like top fifteen is the best case scenario. So a sixteenth, sixteen handicap is correct. So good job, boys. Wow, but it's we're based... really basing it off of twenty sixth. Yeah. We, we won't tell him that. Yeah. But that's what it's. That's what it's based on. <laughs> it's not based off, off first. It's based to off... get to top ten. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. Uh, anything else for Connor Sheridan was a local guy and DM me and said that he apologizes to the 10% of people that picked him. He qualified 14th, but he also didn't know that he would lawn dart himself. Otherwise he would not have picked himself and he apologizes. So he did pick himself. He picked himself. Oh, cool. And then said he would not have picked himself if he knew what he was going to do, what he did. Right. So, right. So I respect the dude picking himself, though. Yeah, he picked himself, and then he lawned doctor, and then apologizes after he does that. I like that. I like that attitude. Good job. I don't know if JT remembers this, but the, some of the first communication I ever had with JT, I, I might have been emails or something, talking about him picking fantasy teams while also racing in the race, and I thought so that was hilarious. But I didn't realize mm-hmm. at that point how uh, addicted JT is to fantasy, and right. it all makes sense now. Yeah, but well, that, I think that was the first combos we ever had. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I was like, do you think about it? And you're like, yeah, if someone's behind me that's double points, you might see me blow a couple berms and yeah. suddenly get passed. Tuck yeah. the front. Let's do what it, it's done. Tuck the front. Yeah, Harlan Harlan told me earlier, I think I put it in the new new issue magazine, new issue Racer X for a noise quote. Harlan had picked the guy and he was coming up on him and he was like, shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I picked, it was Jerry or something. I picked Jerry and now I'm coming up on him and this sucks. What do I do? <laughs> I literally yelled at people like when, a couple of hot races. I remember Freestone one year. It was like a million degrees. And I picked someone. I can't remember who it was, but I was passing them. And I remember yelling at them like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because yeah. my fantasy team. Yeah. And, but nothing beats Dan Truman telling riders, hey, man, BBMX is looking, at, looking you. at you. They're looking yeah. at you. There's there's people looking at you. There could be a spot. Oh God! Just nothing, <laughs> oh, nothing. God. And then the That's guy, horrible. and then the guy comes by the tent to like talk to the forest. At the end of the day, <laughs> absolutely nothing beats Dan Truman doing that. Nothing. Um, so, <laughs> uh, all right. That's Southwick. We're on to Millville. Best track of the series coming up this weekend. Love it. Can't I, wait. I agree with you. Maybe not the best event, but no. best track. Yeah, best track. Yep. Yep. Um, Definitely not the best event. Uh, Cooper Webb, KTM. I did a Renthal reaction on this on the uh, on the pod, but uh, not with you two guys. Uh, Weege bailed on me. But, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, from, you know, I've done some digging and I've done some texting. Uh, Weege, I'll start with you. Like, kind of a shitty way to end between the two sides. Uh, two championships, right? Two great championships and a race wins. And, and I just, uh, you know, it just seems like both sides – we're over each other. Both sides had reasons to to kind of be frustrated with the other side. Yeah, it definitely is a, a bad way for it to end because, you know, I, I know it's easy for people to have the knee-jerk reaction of, like, as soon as they hear a guy's going to another team, you know, they think the fix in. But meanwhile, we have all these mountains of information, of proof of guys winning titles in their final year for a team when they've already signed. I mean, we're pretty sure Chase Sexton just did that exact thing like fought to the bitter end in Supercross for a team that he is not riding for and then won the title and could not have been more respectful. And this is my family. He still is right now? He still is right now? Sexton could have just mailed it in and not even showed up for these races. He just came in and busted his ass at Southwick for a team he's leaving. So we always remember the bad endings and never that most of the time that's not how it works. But I do feel this one is kind of fitting because I think partially – 
it's both sides. We know Cooper is kind of a head salty guy, and that's one of his assets. But these the knife cuts both ways. You know, I think he he is who he is, and he's not afraid to say it. And I do think KTM is kind of rigid in the way they operate. And I think they've been butting heads for a long time now. The success on the track comes, but I also think Webb is one of those guys that can do that, right? He's one of those guys that can have, you know, chaos and get angry and ride better that way. So I think for a while it's been a bit of a rocky relationship, um, but they still were working together and still having success. But this is probably symbolic of the way I I think it was eventually going to end. Maybe not quite like this, but it was not going to end well, I don't think. Do you think it's fair to say that the, uh, the motorcycle change that they made was, I, to me, it's a, the contributing factor. I don't contributing know factor, anybody. Yeah. yeah, I don't know of anybody that's been like, man, this this new 2023 or when it, what is it, 22? They changed it. 22. It's like, yeah, like everybody since then has been like, man, this bike's hard to get used to. And it doesn't mean they haven't improved it a lot, but to me, yeah. this whole thing started when that model came out. Uh, I mean, the Alden thing, that was pretty public, you know, yeah. as far as the I, I think, friction. I, I truly yeah. I truly think they find a way to work things out Yes. if Cooper is not unhappy with the motorcycle. I, I, that's yeah, what I believe. The, I, uh, I 100%, if, yes. if he's riding, if he's happy with the bike, he finishes out the Nationals. Um, they let him do his own suspension. He brought it to the races, and that caused some problems, though they did let him do it. And it was testing in a crash. Yes, I think if the bike is what he where, where he wants it to be, he continues to ride out. There's a lot of other stuff for sure, but yes, I yeah, think of course, of course. I think uh, I think if he's happy with the bike, he's still racing, collecting some money, and going on and on. So um, yeah, just I think just, every guy at that level, if they like their bike, they'll deal with everything else. Right? Yeah, yeah. And every sure. team, if a guy's winning. They don't care how you act. You could be, we, what do you always say? If you could be a serial killer, if you're winning races, they don't care. Yeah. And if yeah. the rider likes your bike, he doesn't care. The other stuff is just window dressing, icing on the cake. Yes, the bike obviously has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But the fact that he was, I mean, the, the, the level of changes that he was asking for, and I guess like you said, they were granting him. I mean, that shows a lot of other stuff going on as well. Yeah. And the Elden thing from two years ago, I'm sure, look, they kind of healed those wounds, but those wounds never totally healed. Yeah. Yeah, I think a problem became that AP was like, hey, I I want to do that too. Let me bring my own suspension. And sure. KJ was like, yeah, no, no. We just, just, let's, we just sure. got to end this, you know. And I, and I think if yeah. you're yeah. – Coop, Coop wanted to do World Supercross, and they kind of wouldn't let him. And, you know, there's all that going on. And there's a lot of things going on underneath. the underneath. Yep. But, yeah, the bike, that's, I that's think – That's my point. Yeah, the bike yeah. is the number one thing, I think. And, yeah, it just sucks. I mean, both sides were classy about it. Ian – Ian had a really good answer when you guys interviewed him, except then, at the very end, Ian's like, that's all I can say, or all I'm allowed. Like, <laughs> it was going well. It was going really well. Yeah, think, think about how long it would take to unpack no, everything but, that's contributing to this. Yeah, but, I, I, but, but the way Ian left it off made you realize it wasn't great. Just like there was, he should have just cut, cut off that, that, that last sentence. Well, when you just end it in the middle of the season, I think everybody can agree that it's not great. Yeah, I guess, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, I thought yeah. both sides yeah. were pretty good. But so, there, uh, I, I mean, I, I am very confident. I think you two know this as well. I'm very confident he will be on a star Yamaha in Charlotte for the SMX opener. You well, that's what made this whole thing yeah. tough because the the leaving, you know, if they just announced that he's out for the rest of the season because he's quote unquote injured. There really wouldn't be much to talk about here. But as soon as you see, oh, they snipped it right now, 
you're like, wait, does that mean he's? Because I don't. None of us believe that he's so injured he cannot ride a motorcycle for the next two months, no. right? Do any of us believe that? Right. No. So then you're like, well, wait. If they just ended his deal now, did he try to get out of it so he could start racing a Yamaha like next weekend? So I had to do some thinking to find out that's not happening. He's not racing yeah. the nationals for anybody. I think this just gives him the time to test and be prepared for September. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, but it sounds I, like the agreement is. I was assured by KTM you will not see him in a motocross race on another no. bike. So and, and must I think that's that out. But he. Yeah. To end the contract is really important because they can't then find him for practicing on a Yamaha all the time, right? Right. Like he can go ride it at Alden's or whatever he's going to do and not get in trouble, and then come into September prepared. Otherwise, he's got to hide, and he's always at risk of being, you know, like breach of contract. And there's all this yeah. other crap that you have to worry yeah. about. Yep. Um, yeah, and you know, if you do some digging on the other side, the rider side of things, they're like. People around Coop are saying it's not a coincidence that he was released right uh, after the first round of World Supercross. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. because the teams are set. That. The teams are set. Your riders are set. Mm. Your roster's set. And it's like, ah, let's, you know what? The first round is here. Let's, you're done. You can't race that series. I, I, that never crossed my mind. But yeah. I, I mean, I can see it. I just never thought about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The people are saying, you know, some people are saying that, yeah, it's. Not a coincidence that that's when it happened because apparently KTM initiated this. KTM said, oh, really? "Hey, Matt, okay. yeah." KTM initiated this and said, "You're not happy. We're not happy. Let's let's go our separate ways." Interesting. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yep. So, and then some people are like, "Wonder." Do you about think the time he would have raced then? More four more motocross races or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know because he wasn't happy with the bike. So I don't know. I don't know how that. That's a sponsor. Yeah, I, I don't know KTM's perspective, but I, as a sponsor, I do know that perspective. And it's it's not very much fun to pay someone to do something they don't want to do yeah. or to represent something they don't want to represent. That, that's not a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, the era of Cooper Webb at KTM ends still successful. Two Supercross championships. Yep. And uh, outdoor win. And, you know, but uh, yeah. So another, another. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I mean, this is not the first time well, that these things happen. Give Master Pool, and teams. Give Master Pool his bike. Saw it on Twitter. Oh God. Yep, yep. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> give him his bike. Yeah, somebody made the point. I think somebody we know made the point of you know Rockstar Huskies had two 450s sitting there all year. Like they're not doing fill-ins. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's been a rough summer for the Austrian guys, uh, and it, I think it will continue to be a rough summer. For the Austrian guys, because Craig's not coming back now. He had issues, right? And uh, yeah. Barsha's... I don't think... Yeah. Yep. Barsha's, you know, some point. Be all to the rescue, bro. We're good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I you guess, know, yeah. Th this is a weird stat. This is a crazy stat. The last moto that a KTM has won 450 in motocross was won by Blake Baggett. Wow. High so, yeah. no, it was a Red Bud. Red Bud 2020. Okay. Out of nowhere, he had like a two-week... You know, out of nowhere flurry, which is what Blake Baggett <laughs> right. does. That's a specialty. Right, yes. My point being, the frustration with the motor, I don't want to make it sound like this is all on web. Like, he, he, yeah, we think it's a lot of it with the bike. And, mm. you know, he's probably going to be like, yeah, look around. I would not be surprised. Man, since, I don't know what the, I don't know why, but. Since yeah. Kelly Smith got that first win for him, you know, oh. it's, oh, it's God. been, yeah. Since Kelly yeah. Smith win, it's really been rough. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. That's it. Millville. Weed, you're on vacation all week? Uh, yeah. I'm actually flying to Millville from uh, from Boston. I'm staying in New England the whole time. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hook up with JoJo or no? 
we're pretty far on the hinterlands. I don't know how much Moto's okay. out there. Although, no, uh, Rarick, I think, of course, named a track nearby that's rad. Of course. Yes. Of no. course, Rarick knew this. Yeah, of course he did. Absolutely. Is it, yes. uh, is it um, Danny Stu's track up there? MX207? It's in Maine, but I don't think it's very close to where I am. I've been there. Yeah. So you're basically you're out for any pods this week or anything? You're out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're on vacation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got to do a show with JT tomorrow. Best show in the game. Uh, some ex-insider, and then that, that's probably going to be it for me. Okay. All right. Fair yep. enough. All right, everybody. That's the uh, Fly Race and Racetracks podcast for the WIC. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. Thank you, people, for listening. JT, Weege, thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.